we've been in a, in a series called A New Start, A New Start. How many of you are excited about A New Start? 2018, listen, the, the gyms are packed full. You can't find a machine anywhere. New Start, you make new resolutions, and you, uh, you just you start to uh, get vision for the future. I was liking that, Chris. felt awesome. Don't y'all like that? Just kind of sway with Chris a little bit, just so he knows. He, you got you to keep playing. <laughs> so we are, in, we are in a series called A New Start, and so I want, to, uh, I want to read you something, and it's from Paul, the apostle. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, and Paul is writing to the Ephesians, and he's writing to Ephesus, and he's telling them, listen, I've got a secret right here. I've got a prayer for you. This is what I'm praying for you, and if you get this, you're going to step into your purpose. If you get this, you're going to step into your calling. If you get this, God is going to give you your heart's desires. How many of you want to step into God's purpose for your life? It's one thing to just uh, live and live logically. It's another thing to be in the very perfect purpose of God. And he gives us a secret here in Ephesians 1, 17 through 18. We're going to read out of the New King James Version. It says, this is what I pray, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Say revelation. This is what I pray. I pray that you have revelation in the knowledge of him, that your eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, and that you may know what is the hope of his calling. If you want to know what the hope of his calling is, just wave your hand. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? This is what Paul is saying. He's saying, this is my prayer for you. I pray that you have a revelation who Jesus is. And that your spiritual eyes and ears will be open. What does that mean? What does that mean? See, we all are here. You're here. You're living. You have a, you have a body, right? You have a body. You're here. You're in the seat. And you have a soul. What is your soul? Your soul is your mind, your thoughts, your will and emotions. Your soul is how you feel and what you think and what you want to do. But your spirit, your spirit is what connects with God. Your spirit is what comes alive to God, and it's how we commune with God and communicate with God. And so it is important to know that the blood of Jesus makes our soul, our mind, will, and emotions line up so that we can actually have a clear spirit so that we can see God and hear God and commune with God. And a lot of times we live life not knowing how to really um, be one with God or, or experience what that's like. And I believe today, my prayer today for you is the same prayer that Paul had for Ephesians, that our spirit will be clear, it will be alive, it will be in a place where you're hearing God and seeing God, because that's where real life is, right? How many of you want to hear God's voice clear? You want to see God, you want to know God, and that is how we get in the perfect will of God. That is how we get in our divine purpose is knowing him, hearing him, seeing him, listening to him. And, you know, Paul also wrote to the Corinthians, he said, we walk by faith and not by sight. So when you gave your life to God, you are now living a life of faith, not a life of logic. 
this is the struggle because we see something, we feel something, we live in this life. And God says, this life, this life uh, really needs to be dictated by another life. And that life is the life of faith. And if we're not living a life of faith, then what are we doing? A lot of people, they give their life to God and they think, well, you know, I just want to have a better life. And they start this life of faith. I'm going to believe in Jesus. But when it comes to their personal life and it comes to their family life and it comes to their work life, they operate sometimes in logic and not in faith. But what the Bible says is the only thing that lasts when you die is your faith and your love, right, and your hope. So it's very important that we're not living this life tacking Jesus on the back of what we do, but we're living a life of faith daily. That's the challenge. Jesus said, I want you to follow me daily. What does that mean? It can be cliche if we don't watch it. It could be, oh, yeah, I trust God. He's gonna, but God really wants us to follow him daily by faith. And I believe today God is going to do something supernatural in us that we're going to be able to see him and know him in 2018 and be in the perfect will of God because we're operating in faith and not in logic. You're seeing God. You're like, I know I'm supposed to do that. It doesn't make even sense for me to do that, but I know you're telling me to do that. And when you go and do that, that's where the breakthrough is. That's when God moves. Listen, God says this. He says, if you believe in me, then signs and wonders will follow you. Don't be the Christian that never sees signs and wonders. Okay, you started somewhere good. You believed it was God that you got the good parking lot at Walmart. Good. Now it's time to go to another level. Come on, somebody. I appreciate all the small miracles you're recognizing. We should continue to do that. But how many of you know that God is even bigger? God is even greater. And God wants to do things in your life that people look at your life and say, it, it had to be God. Man. It had to be God. Religion is trying to live with God or live for God without faith. That's what religion is. And religion is miserable. It's miserable. But faith, a life of faith, is like, it's like really living. It's like a breath of fresh air. And I, I believe today um, God has given uh, me a scripture to read to you, and it really gives us a blueprint for faith. It gives us a real outline on how to really uh, live for God daily and how to come into faith daily. And I want to read that to you. I'm going to read you the first part and the last part. In the middle, I'm going to read you the EPV. That's the Evan Pitts version. And uh, I'm going to read that part to you because there's a lot of information and and so I want us to be able to sink our teeth into it and, and really pay attention. Cool? We're going to start in Luke 24, 13 through 17. Then we're going to skip over to verse 30 through 33. Now, to give you some context of this scripture, it is when Jesus died, he already rose again. But the disciples, they're scattered. They, 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 they're disappointed. They, they don't really understand what Jesus did. And this story takes place after Jesus died, and they had two disciples that was walking from Jerusalem to a place called Emmaus, and that's where the story begins. It says, now behold, two of them were traveling the same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem, and they talked together of these things which had happened. So it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went after them. 
How many of you are glad that Jesus goes after us? But their eyes were restrained. But their eyes were restrained. I want you to underline that. So that they did not know him. And he said to them, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and you're sad? One translation says, why do you walk down this road and look like you lost your best friend? My translation would be, why are you walking around like the saints lost to the Vikings? Why the long face? How many of you know we're winning today? I just feel it. We're going to pray for them in a minute. (laughs) Every little thing counts. And Jesus is saying, why do you have such a long face? Why are you so down? And, and the disciples say, well, I mean, have you not read the paper? Jesus, the one we all put all our eggs in one basket, the one that we've been really believing that he was the Messiah, they, they, the, they killed him. He's gone. All our hopes, all of our life, we've all put our everything into this one man, this one dream, this one thing, and it was Jesus, and, and now he's He's gone, and Jesus says something to them, and he's, they still don't recognize who Jesus is. And he says, where's your faith? Where's your faith, man? He says, let me show you something. And Jesus does something very profound. He says, I want to show you what the Old Testament means. And he begins to break open the book of uh, the books of Moses and how Jesus was in it all. And how Jesus, how many of you know that the whole Bible can be summed up to one name, and his name is Jesus. The Old Testament, the New Testament, it has one single figure, and his name is Jesus. And he says, let me show you about the prophets and what they said and what it meant. And he said, I'm challenging you with your faith. What are you talking about? And he shows himself through Scripture. And then it goes to verse 33, or verse 30. It says, now it came to pass as he sat down at a table with them, he took bread, blessed it, and broke it. Look what happened. He gave it to them. Then their eyes were open, and they knew him. They were walking down the road. They were talking with Jesus. Jesus sat down, broke bread with them, had a meal with them. And the Bible says that their eyes were open, and they knew him. And he vanished from their sight. And they said to one another, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us on the road? And while he opened the scriptures to us. So they rose up that very hour and they returned to Jerusalem. And they found the 11 of, 11 of the disciples and they were with them and they were together. They were walking slowly down the road towards Emmaus and you find them running back to Jerusalem because they recognized that they were with Jesus. This is the title of my message today, Faith on Fire. Faith on Fire. I can tell you what level of faith you have by the fire that you have inside of you. I can tell what kind of faith you have by the passion that you live. How many of you want to live with a full, full a heart full of fire, full of passion? See, Romans 10 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing. Just tap your neighbor's ear. Say, you got to hear. What do you have to hear? 
and hearing by the word of God. So faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. What is the word of God? What is it? It can be summed up in one name. The whole word of God is Jesus. Can we agree with that? Now, why, why do you say it? That, that's, that's, see, the Father, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the Son is the Word of God. It says it here in John 1, 14. And the Word became flesh. The Word, in total, the Bible that you read, the Pentateuch, the prophets, all that was in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, the Word of God became flesh and dwelled among us. That was Jesus. How many of you are glad that God didn't just write us something, but he showed us something? That Jesus came as the word of God in the flesh. Now David said this in Psalms 19. It says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light into my path. In other words, this is the way of life that I'm living. That your word is going to shine bright so I know where to go and what to do. It is God's blueprint for your life. It is God's Siri for your life. Siri, how do I get to Piggly Wiggly? Okay, you're going to have to get out your driveway, take a right, go two and a half miles, take a left. You get what I'm saying? Slow down. Now it it has, you know what, you you better be going 45 miles per hour. I love that part. And then it says up ahead there's going to be some traffic. If you want to avoid the traffic, begin to do a U-turn and go another route. How many of you know that the Holy Spirit is like this? You might think I'm going one way, but he'll show you another route. And this is the life of faith. David says, you're a lamp into my feet. You're a light into my path. This is the way that I live. How many of you want to live that way? If you say, you know what, I want to live with another level of faith that causes my heart to be full of fire, I just want you to lift your hands right where you are. Lord, I thank you for everyone that's lifting their hands. Lord, today I pray that they begin to see who you are, that you give them eyes to see, that you give them ears to hear, that they're able to be in the perfect will of you. Lord, we break and bind every distraction, every limitation, and all interference that would come to try to take away from what you're saying. And by the blood of Jesus, I thank you that today your word's going to go forth and it's going to penetrate hearts, not just to the mind level, but all the way to the core of their spirit. I thank you that it's going to be changed. They're going to be changed forever in the way that they not just think, but in the way that they live. If you believe it, just with me, I just want you to say this. Say, Jesus, open my eyes. Open my spiritual eyes. Open my spiritual ears so that I can find you and that I can follow you. In the name of Jesus, and everybody says, wait, 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 one one second. Lord, let the saints win today. In the name of Jesus, let them just annihilate the Vikings. In the name of Jesus, everybody says, amen. Come on, come on. Y'all started praying when I said that. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it, man. How many of you here, you, you just, you can say you were just good in school. You were a good reader. You were good in school. Yeah, we, we don't like you. Those of you, <laughs> those of you that raise your hand, I don't like you. I'm coming over here. 
How many of you, you say, you know what, I was just, I'm just a brilliant individual. Uh, there are a lot of people in here that, that are, and, uh, and to be honest with you, um, in school, I, I really didn't like to read. Anybody with me here? I, I mean, I, reading is good. Reading is awesome. If you don't read, you might not be that smart. So what I'm trying to say is uh, I, I, I didn't like to read because I wasn't into what I was reading. I was a cliff note king. Do y'all know what cliff notes? Y'all don't know what cliff notes. Y'all have Google today. We had to have cliff notes. Cliff notes, if you're doing a book report, forget the book and just get the cliff notes. It's like the outline. You're right. It's, it's what I, I, I did, and, and I can't say that I did great on the test. But I, I made it. Cliff notes was a thing. Why? Because I really didn't, I really wasn't into what I was reading. And, and I was into other things, and so I was distracted. And, and so I would go for the cliff notes. But how many of you know that, uh, that if somebody said, you know what, I want you, I have, I have some, some uh, gifts for you. I, and I wrote it in a book. I have some gifts for you, and I have promises for you. And all these things that you read, it, it belongs to you. How many of you know I would know how to read all of a sudden? I would be highlighting. I'd be circling. All of a sudden, I can, I, I can now, I'm fixed. Because why? It's something that I'm really wanting to uh, uh, retain. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot for us. It's, it's the same with us when it comes to the Word of God. Now, I know that there are difficulties reading uh, with some people, but, but we do have Bible apps. Come on, somebody. We, we can play it. We can listen to it. There are many different types of, of being able to learn. But um, th- we have to know that if you really want, if you really believe that your inheritance is in the Scriptures, then you're really going to read it. It's amazing, people that are like, I don't think I can really read. You can read the things that you're into. Come on. You can retain the things that you're into. And if you really believe that your inheritance and all the promises of God lie in the word of God, then you're going to read that thing, man. You're going to get the codes. You're going to figure it out. Why? Because this is where your life lies. How many of you know that God doesn't want to just be read? He wants to be revealed. God doesn't want to just be read. He wants to be revealed. I remember when I first gave my life to God, I wasn't an avid reader. But, but when I gave my life to God, I started reading the Proverbs, and it just things started making sense to me. Have you ever read the Bible, and it just seemed like a blank page, but, but then you read the Bible, and things were coming off the page and speaking to you and making your heart just burn? Anybody in here? And, and I remember giving my life to God, and, and on my lunch break, I would, I would read. I had a big, big Bible, a big, fat Bible. How many of you, have, you carry around a big, fat Bible? I carry around my, my phone now. But then I had a big Bible, and every time I had a chance to read it, I would dig in it, and I would just, I would just get so excited. I would get, you know, it, it was really the first time in my life that I really wanted to learn. I know that's amazing. But it is the first time in my life that I was like, man, I'm into science because God's in it. I'm into math because I'm into multiplication now. I want to know more about our creator. I want to know what he's done. I want to know the secrets. And, and today, I, I love to read. I love to read books. I love to, to get into people's minds with, um, you know, different revelations that people have had about God. Because I realize that the word of God is connected to my seeing. 
The word of God is connected to my hearing. And in this story, God really gives us three steps to faith. He really gives us three steps of faith that is on fire. I want us to recognize at the beginning of the, the, the story, you had two disciples walking down the road. And they are speaking to Jesus not knowing it is God. I believe that represents so many Christians today, that God is speaking, but we're not listening. It could be God, but we don't know it's God. You know, God says when two or more are gathered together, that he is in our midst. That's why I love hanging out with people in the body of Christ. Because no matter the conversation, God starts to move in the conversation. Why? Because when he finds two believers, then all of a sudden he is in our midst. And, and they're walking down the road and they're, they're spending time with God, but they don't know it's God. I think it's interesting that they went from Jerusalem to Emmaus. Now, Jerusalem represents the will of God. It represents God's people. It represents God's plan. Emmaus was a Greek territory that really represents the word, the world. How many of you know that you're either getting closer to God's word or closer to the world? You're either walking slowly towards the world or you're running fast towards the word. See, the world is gradual. Getting the world, you say, what is the world? It's the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the pride of life. It is a gradual thing. And, and if we don't watch it, we don't live a life of faith, we will allow to the world to conform us instead of the word of God changing us. And they find themselves disappointed. They find themselves sad. And they're walking away from faith and into logic. They're walking away from the promises of God and beginning to just be a normal individual. How many of you know that we don't need to be walking away from the promises of God? Maybe here you're here today, today and you have a relationship with God, but you find yourself in a state where you have been disappointed. You have been, you find yourself in a sad state. You find yourself in a place that is not full of fire in faith. And I believe today, if we listen to these steps, that just like these, this, this, uh, these two disciples was walking in one direction and started to do a 180 and ran the other direction, that that's what we're going to do today in our hearts. I, I don't know about you, but, t but today uh, what I'm about to, to share with you is really a, uh, something that, that I'm asking God to do in me. So I pray that today that uh, this is something that, that's fresh in me and I, I pray that we are able to walk this life together. Can we make our minds up that we're going to enter in and we're going to start to enter into faith? Because it's very easy, right? It's very easy for life to happen and, and you step out of faith and into logic. Just live your life, you know, love God, be around. But to follow God daily, to have faith daily is just a whole nother level. It's a whole nother thing. See, what did Jesus do? He restored their faith. I believe today God's going to restore your faith. I believe today God's going to restore your eyes to see and your ears to hear with God. He's going to restore his faith. How did God do it? How did he restore their faith? Number one, if you want to have your faith restored and faith on fire, you're going to have to find Jesus in the scriptures. Every single day, 
every single day we are in a search. Every single day we are in pursuit of this one thing. I've got to see who God is. To think we have God figured out is just ignorant. God wants us to see a new facet of God every single day. Am I right about it? And so what did Jesus do? He said, okay, I need, you to, I need your faith restored, so I'm going to break open the scripture and show you who I am. See, we don't read just to read the Bible. We don't read to read. We read so that Jesus is revealed. We don't read just to get some good cliche verses that we post on Facebook, Facebook and Instagram. We get in the word to find out who God is. See, we, we, we can get into a place, and I've been guilty of just, you know what, let's, let's read our reading and a check off of what I need to do today, and then I, I never really got changed. But how many of you know that the word of God, it's sharp, and it changes us? And so we have to realize that Jesus first, he began to show them who he was in Scripture. This is what Jeremiah 29, 13 it says. It says, and you will seek me, and you will find me, when you search for me with your whole heart. We got to get this. Let's put it back on the screen. And you will seek me and you will find me. How many of you want to find God? When you search for me with all of your heart. All of your heart. When are you going to find God in the scripture? When are you going to find God and God be revealed to you? When you start to say, you know what, I can't live without him. I got to find them today. See, the most dangerous thing in life is to be content or in a place where you don't need God. But when we come to a point that say, you know what, I'm not going to be in the perfect will of God. I don't want to be in a place that's just complacent and in a place of compromise. I want to be in the perfect will of God doing all that God asked me to do. Then we have to get desperate and seek him with our whole heart. That's why we're fasting. That's why we're praying. This is what Jesus said. Jesus said, I am the bread that fell from heaven. Now, what was that when he said that? What was the bread from heaven? When the Israelites were going into the promised land, when they were in the wilderness, they didn't have any food. And what God did at, in the morning, God made, uh, when the dew was on the ground, God made these, uh, they were like cornflakes. Anybody love cornflakes in here? They're the cereal, you know? They were like cornflakes on the ground, and they would go and they would pick up these flakes and they would eat them. And this is how they survived. But this is the thing. God said, you have to do it every morning and you can't save it. People tried to save the flakes, and the next morning it was full of worms and maggots. Now, this is what Jesus is saying. He's saying, I am that manna and you need me every single day. You can't live off of yesterday's word. You need me today. So we think we live off the word we got last year, and God is wanting us to seek him with our whole heart today, every day. I think it's important that he made them seek him, our manna, the first thing in the morning. How many of you know that it's important that we look for God and search with God, for God, in the cool of the day? The morning and evening, God, where are you? What are you trying to say? He said, I in the bread of life, I am the manna. Now, now, something that we have to catch is we have to realize that the word of God, it is God's word and finding who he is that creates faith in our spirit. 
Now, I want to read this, and we've heard this scripture before, but it's in Hebrews 12, 1 through 4. In the beginning of it, it says, we're surrounded by such a great crowd of witnesses in this life of faith. Let's strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that trips us up, and let's run. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to run. Let's run with endurance the race God has set before us. Now, listen to this. In order to run, what do we have to do? Verse 2, it says this. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. I'm going to read it again. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. Sounds so cliche, doesn't it? Sounds so nice and pretty, doesn't it? Isn't it another level when you start to say in the morning, I got to keep my eyes on his word. I got to keep my eyes on who Jesus is. He says this. Keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. In other words, when you are in the scripture, you got to find who God is because that's where your faith is going to increase. That is where you are going to find yourself going to the next level with God. There's a story in the Old Testament. It was with Moses and, uh, and, and Joshua, and they were fighting a battle. And God told Moses that he had to lift his hands, and it looked like the cross. It looked like that. He said, as long as the armies could see your hands lifted, you're going to win the battle. And, and his hands begin to drop, and they had to get under him and lift his hands up. What is God saying? As long as Jesus is lifted in your life, as long as you're seeing him in your life, as long as you're fi finding him, you're going to win the battle. But as soon as you start looking at other things, as soon as you start saying, you know what, I, I, I know what to do. I know how to get there. I know what I need to do. I got my plans. I got my goals. I got everything that I need. I just need to just, God, God, just, just back me up with what I'm doing. God's saying, no, no, no. You begin to see me, and I'm going to bring you to a place where you can't bring yourself. And so if you're living in a battle today, you've tried to figure out how to get your way out of it. It's one thing to have a plan for God. But let me tell you, you got to search after God and you got to find who he is. See, when you find out who God is, you find out who you are. Am I right about it? Look at, look at in the wilderness, the people of God sinned and they had these snakes, these poisonous snakes that bit everybody. They were all dying. That's a bad day. I mean... If we, all, if we all sat here and snakes begin to bite all of us and people started to die, that's a pretty dramatic scene. Am I right? And people were about to, they, they, they were about to lose everybody, and, and God told Moses to do something really incredible. What did he say? He said, I want you to get a pole, and I want you to get a snake on it. And I want you to lift that pole, and when everybody's focused on that snake, all the venom is going to leave their body. What is he saying? As long as God is lifted up, as long as you're focused on Jesus, that pole represented the cross. That snake represented our sin on the cross. What happened? They all were healed. See, maybe you have difficulties in your life today, but God is saying, you got to seek after me. You got to find me. He's around you right now. You might feel like God is far, far away. He's not far away. He's right by you like the disciples on the road to Emmaus. But he's saying, begin to seek after me. Begin to find, if you seek me with your whole heart, you're going to find me. Seek and you'll find. Ask and I'll give it to you. Knock, I'll answer the door. Are you seeking in the morning? If you're not seeking in the morning, I can tell you that your faith is not on fire. 
If you're not seeking who God is, I can tell you, you're not living a life of faith. Do you remember Peter? Jesus told him to get in the boat and go across the, the water. He gave him a word. He gave him a command. And all of a sudden, a storm came. How many of you know sometimes storms aren't from the enemy, they're from God? You say, I'm in a storm, it must be the devil. It might be God. See, I would like to think we start serving God and things get easier. Sometimes they don't. You know, Jesus got filled with the Holy Spirit and God sent him into the wilderness to be tempted. And sometimes if you're going through a hard thing, God doesn't want you to go around the hard thing. He wants you to go through the hard thing. Because he wants you to know it's not you that got through the hard thing. It was me with you through the hard thing. And I'm going to begin to shape your faith and your character. This is why people can't go from faith to faith because they enter a roadblock and a hard thing and they give up and go another route. And sometimes God's route is through the fire. Sometimes God's route is for you to just keep on trucking through it until you get through it with him. And so Peter was in a place where, where, where you know, they're all fishermen, but they've done everything and they just, man, the winds are getting out of control. Have you ever been there? Finances are getting out of control. Family's getting out of control. Or your life is getting out of control. What happens? Jesus comes on the water. And he's walking on the water. They're all freaked out. They think it's a ghost. But Jesus, Peter recognizes this is Jesus. So Peter gets out of the boat and says, God, if it's you, let me come. He says, it's me. Come walk in the water with me. Peter gets out of the boat and begins to do the miraculous. How awesome would that day be? Peter is walking on the water with Jesus, but the Bible says in that minute the waves got big. And Peter started looking at the waves instead of looking at Jesus, and he began to sink. And a lot of times when we have our eyes focused on Jesus, we can find ourselves full of faith doing the miraculous. But as soon as we get into logic and start looking at the wind and the waves and the catastrophe and the fear and the things that could happen, we begin to sink. And Jesus said, where is your faith? And he looks back up to Jesus, and Jesus got him in the boat. It was teaching him a lesson. What's the lesson? That you got to have your eyes focused on Jesus. Who is he? Who is he? Paul said, I pray that you know him. I pray not that you know about him, but you know him personally, that it's a daily pursuit, that you're finding him every single day when you're in the script. See, maybe you're here in, 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 in I, Look, I'm all for, like, Bible readings, you know, three, four chapters a day. I'm all for, for that. But, but I encourage you to find one little scripture and just dwell on it. Dwell on it. Think about it. Think about that thing. And you'll start, God will start to work in your life, and God wants to show you who he is. See, Jesus walked with these disciples, and he began to ask them questions. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Where's your faith? See, when we get in the Word of God, it's not just to feel good. When we get in the Word of God, God will many times, if we really seek after God, God will many times challenge us. See, there is no change without a challenge. If you're not challenged by the Word of God every single day, then you're never changing. If you're only going in the Word of God to make yourself feel good, then you'll coast through life not being successful and just feel good about yourself. How many of you know that God wants us to change? He made us in the image of him, and it is in the word of God when God starts to ask us questions. In John 10, it says, my sheep hear my voice. So not only are we finding him, God, what do you like? What are you like? Then we're saying, God, what needs to change in me to look like you? 
I want us to catch this. Every single day, God, what are you like? How are you? Let me see another facet of you. We see it, and then we say, God starts to ask us questions. And God starts to challenge us, and we say, God, how can I look more like you today? How many of you want to be, start to get challenged with the word of God? See, I believe you have to ask yourself a question, because the question is, okay, God, you look like this, but I look like this. Right? Jesus came, and he came, it says he was grace and truth. How many of you are glad that he gives us truth, but even more excited that he gives us grace? See, see, sometimes God will tell us things we don't want to hear. Am I right about it? I started going to the gym six years ago because of, of a very uh, profound moment in my life. I came back to Hammond. I saw a friend after living in Baton Rouge. I saw a friend, and I, I, I it was, you know, Leah was having babies, and I was eating for two, and uh, I was, you know, I was having good time, you know what I mean? And I saw this friend, and I'm, I'm feeling good about myself, you know, I'm not feeling uh, down or out or discouraged. And he looks at me, and he says, boy, you're getting fat. I was like, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Get behind me, Satan, right? I, he said, boy, you're getting fat. I was like, shut up, man. I haven't seen you in forever. You know, and, but he is, he's one of those friends, you know. He's got a big mouth. And then I went and I, I got on the scale. And I realized, oh, my God, it's true. And so I went and looked online, what, is, what should my body weight be? And it was like I was way over, and I started justifying, you know, like, well, they don't put big bone people on there. I mean, maybe they don't, they don't add, they don't add, they should have, like, measurements, you know what I mean? They should, they, 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 this is, a, you start justifying it, but I had to come to a, a realization. Then I saw a picture of myself, and that's when it gets real. It's after, after a long time, if every picture looks bad. It's one thing if you have one bad picture, but every one, you're like, you're like well, the, the picture adds 30 pounds. No, it doesn't. That's how you look. <laughs> and you get to a point where it was truth. It was a sting. It was a truth that said, I got to get in the gym. Come on, somebody. And when you get in the word, and when you find God, see, a lot of people make the mistake, they go into the Bible and they try to find themselves. They're like, oh, I'm like David. I'm, I'm living in a scenario like David. You're not like David. I need to find, you know, I, I'm trying to look for who I am. Quit looking for yourself and start to look for Jesus. Because when you start to look at Jesus, God will say, listen, you're supposed to be like me. And when you find Jesus, you say, God, how do I look like you? And you start to listen, and God will give you instructions to look more like him. And that's what faith is. So, so what happens? God says, okay, if you want to look like me, then you're going to have to change your thinking. You're going to have to change the way that you're doing things. And this is what repentance is all about. Repentance is not always deep, dark sin. Repentance is saying, I'm changing. I'm changing. I don't feel like going to the gym. I don't feel like getting on that spin class. I don't feel like going, but I'm changing because I know that the word of God is my scale. The word of God is my truth. So I get in the word of God and I say, where am I off? Okay, I'm off. I don't look like that. See, God doesn't want us to just be admirers. He wants us to be followers. Wow, God is just so awesome. He's so big. He's so great. Yeah, how do you become like him? 
See, God doesn't want, to, want you to say, oh, he's so great and wonderful and holy, 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 nobody can touch God. No, God is showing you who he is so you can start to look like him. So when you are in awe of him, that is not when you hang up the Bible. When you are at all of him, you start to say, God, how do I look like you today? Come on, every single day. This is when we say, God, what are you asking me to do? Let me ask you, when is the last time you did something God asked you to do in a day? I'm not just saying, you know, God say, you know, the proverb says I need to be patient. I'm going to try to be patient today. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about finding out who God is and saying, how do I become like him? And then God speaks to you in your ear and say, this is what I want you to do today. And then I do it. That's faith. That's faith. That is saying, God looks like this. I look like that. How do I get from A to B? And God's saying, I want you to do this today. Now, you could do 50,000 other things and try to be good and, and try to live a good life. That's good and all, but it's not a life of faith. When you start to say, God, tell me how to be like you today, and God says, this is what I want you to do today, and you do it, that's when he shows up. That's when fire comes. Jeremiah said, God told Jeremiah, is my word not like a fire? Is my word not like a fire? See, God has a great way of cleansing us. See, if you want to get rid of a bunch of sticks in your backyard, what do you do? You make a fire. You make a fire. Why? Because it, it, it eliminates things. It, it cleanses things. A fire, a fire is to cleanse you. And see, when we start to find God and say, God, how do I look more like you? God will begin to put a fire in you. He'll begin to put faith in you. So number two, number two, it is listen to the word of God. Listen to what God is saying. I can get somebody to come and play. And the third one is very important. Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. Jesus, I want to I read this, Luke 9, 23. Are y'all okay today? I believe today, every single day, we're going to say, I need to see God. Every single day, I want to follow God. What does it mean to follow Jesus? What does it mean to follow Jesus? It means to hear his voice every day and to obey. Am I right about it? Not just to be so busy that we're not caught up in looking more like him. How many of you know that the word, the word of God, when we live it, we live a life of faith and we live a life of fulfillment? And listen, if, if you're guilty of getting hung up on that, join the club. Because we can all get to a place where we just tack Jesus on to, to our daily devotional. Instead of saying, God, how do you change me? How many of you want to begin to say, God, I want to become more like you. I want to follow you. This is what God says. Luke 9, 23. It's Jesus speaking. And then he said all to them, anyone desires to come after me. How many of you want to go after Jesus? Anybody that decides to come after me, he must deny himself. Are you looking for yourself in the Bible or are you looking for God? Are you looking for yourself in your scenario in the, in the, in the word of God? Are you just problems in the word? Of, are you saying I got to find God? Because the first step is you got to deny yourself. And then he says, and take up the cross daily. This is the change that has to take place in our life. This is what God is asking us to do. So not only do you deny yourself, now you say, God, I'm here for orders. I want to be, be more like you. I want to be in the kingdom. What are you telling me to do? He says, you got to deny yourself. Then you got to pick up your cross. And then he says, now follow me. 
See, it's one thing to get a good idea of what we need to do for God. It's a whole other thing to actually do it. He says, this is how, if you want to be my disciple, you got to deny yourself. Get my instructions and start to follow me. Begin to do it. So you got to ask yourself, am I rock or sand, Christians? Because Jesus said this. He said, sand, sand it represents that those that build a life off of hearing my word but not doing it. But rocks, they're the ones that hear my word in faith and do it. And when the storm comes, the sand falls. But when the storm, storm comes, the rock remains. How many of you want to be a rock? See, it's not enough to just be in awe of God. We have to start to come in faith with God and start to follow him every single day. What would it be like if every single person in here every single day did something that God told them to do? I believe we would see revival like we've never seen it before. It takes somebody that says, I'm not living for myself anymore. I want to live for Jesus. I'm following a life. You set me free. I want to follow you every single day of my life. I want to follow you. And you begin to search after him and you obey his word. And that's when you see God show up. Are you rock or are you sand? This is what God told Joshua. He says, don't look to the left or the right. He says, focus on my word. Do everything that's written in it. Have strength and courage. I can tell you right now, some of the things that God is going to ask you to do, you're going to need some strength and courage. Now, I'm asking you to pray for me because God's been asking me to do some things that I don't feel like I can do. But that's what God's business, God's business is saying, I want you to come walk on the water out here. What seems impossible won't be impossible for you because you're obeying my word. You're stepping out and focusing on me. The limitations of 2017 are broken, and you're going to begin to walk in the faith in 2018. I want to encourage you. You know, Proverbs 16.9, it says, a man's, heart, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. We can have plans. Plans are good. The only thing is, when you're following God, he might change them. <laughs> you know, when I started following God, I said, you know what, I, I, I love people, I want to be involved with people, I want, I want to lead people, but I want to be in real estate. I just, let me, let me be in real estate, let me be in that arena, and let me just gain some wealth so that I can have some free time and focus on people. But then God spoke to me a word one day when I had a, we had a retreat, and it was so real, it was so real. I was, I was looking for God in the scripture, and it was so real, and God spoke to me about building his kingdom. And at that time, I was working at a plant, and I was working there for about a year, and, and, and he said, I want you to build my kingdom by preaching the gospel. Now, I never, I never dreamed of being a pastor. I never dreamed of standing up here and, and speaking to you today. All I know is God begins to give you his heart's desire. You can have a plan, but he'll find a better way for you to get there. And so... I said, you know what, well, preaching the gospel, I'm at the plant every day. So I just started going to the plant, and I started telling people about God. Half of them hated me. But it wasn't very 
long after that that I got a phone call that said, hey, a job opened up where you can focus on people. And I said, all I know is God spoke to me that I need to focus on his kingdom and preach the gospel. So I went into that, and then God, people started come, coming to God, not because I did anything, but just because I obeyed. And not long after that, there was, there was an open door for, for, for me to, to start preaching and starting to be involved in the ministry. And, and, and listen, and being in this place, I've had my share of real estate. God said, you want to be in real estate? All right, I'm going to teach you some things about real estate. I've had to, we've had to buy, we had to sell, we've had to, we've had to figure out. And, 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 and God has a way of letting you do some passions that you're passionate about, but he might change your plans. He might change your plans. And he might say, listen, I know that this is what you want to do, but I'm going to give you a word. And you start to see, because this is how God is. He knows where you are. He tells you where you're going, but every single day and every single step of obedience is how you get there. This is not a logical deal. This is not like I need to lose 30 pounds. That means two pounds a week, so I need to eat salad and grass. And so every, every, every single week, this is how I'm, that's not how God is. He doesn't tell you all the plans. He says, this is where you're going. Now, every step, every single day, follow me. I'm going to see that it comes to pass. That's what faith is. I, uh, I'm so thankful, I'm so thankful for God's word, and I'm so thankful to be a part of stepping into faith every single day. I, I want to give you an example of this. We had, a, we had a prophet that came one time. How many of you remember Prophet Jim? He's awesome. He's awesome. He gave me one of the best words I ever had in my life, and it was that I need to go golfing. <laughs> it's true. It's true. He said, you know what? He said, you, you need to start hearing from God on the golf course. So I actually did. I started, you know, I, I was in a place where I said, God, I, 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 want, I, want to, I want to see people come to you. And so I woke up in the morning and I read the scripture. I said, God, I got to find you. So I read in the scripture where Jesus was on his way and Zacchaeus, this little, he reminds me of an Italian mafia guy runs up this tree, you know, you can see like his shirt's buttoned down with a bunch of hair, like an eagle necklace, you know what I mean? That kind of guy, like Joe Pesci. And so he, he runs up a tree and he starts to cry out. Now, I know God has somewhere to go, but this guy starts to cry, cry out and, and, and God's plans change. He said, that guy right there, I'm going to his house today. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me in Scripture and said, Evan, if you want to be in my perfect will, people can never be an inconvenience for you. So I had to, to, to study and had to prepare, so I went out on the golf course, and I'm ready to, you know, I got my music, worship music on, I'm ready to get my first uh, swing, and, and this guy comes along, he's like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, good, 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 good to see you. You want to go ahead? Go ahead and just do your thing. He's like, no, nah, I, was, I was thinking I could just play with you. I was like, oh, Jesus, Jesus, please. I was like, you know, I'm really not that great. I, you know, just just go ahead and play. He's like, no, nah, let's just play together. I'm like, a little aggressive here. Uh but then the Holy Spirit told me of what I read that day, and he said, people can never be an inconvenience. And I said, okay, I don't know what you're doing here, God, but I'm just going to go with it. So we started to play. Did you know that God taught me how to play golf? I'm still not good, but he taught me some things. And he started to open up. He came to church. God changed his life. He wasn't even from here. He flew in for a business deal, and he came in. God changed his life and did something. The thing that I was asking for God to do, he 
he, he did it in a way that I couldn't have done it. He did it in a way that, that he spoke to me through scripture. I saw how God was able to change his plans, not having people as an inconvenience. God spoke to me that day and said, today, people can't be an inconvenience. And when I went along with it, trust me, regular Evan would be like, no, we're not playing together. Go ahead. But when you follow him every single day, God begins to show up and do miracles. Are you with me? One day I was reading the scripture and I saw where Jesus said, you know, he was talking to a crowd and, and it said that Jesus could read their thoughts. And he began to say their thoughts and people began to get changed. I said, God, I'm not like that. Uh, but I would like to be. And he, he challenged me. He said, you know, today you're going to go out to eat and, and, uh, and you're going to be sitting down. And the waiter, uh, I'm not going to tell you what it is right now, but in the moment, you're going to start to think the thoughts that they think. I want you to share those with them. Oh, Jesus, this is, this is when faith gets real, right? So I'm sitting down and eating, and I could hear this, these, these thoughts of, you know, how many of you know that thoughts are spiritual? See, a lot of times we have thoughts that are from God. We just think they're thoughts. But, but good thoughts, they come from, from God, and the wrong thoughts, they come from the enemy. It's very simple. And I'm sitting down, and, and, and the, these, these thoughts of I'm stuck, I can't get out, and I'm going through, you know, this person's keeping me, this and that. And that. I didn't know what to do. I just said, you know, I, I just feel like God has a word for you. And, and, and you've been feeling like you're stuck. And there's somebody that's been drifting you away. And, and God wants you to know that, that he's going to begin to turn it around. But he wants you to go this route. She began to break down and cry. And just begin to weep in the middle of the restaurant and say, man, I needed that. I needed to know that God was real. And she began to, but listen, I couldn't have done that on my own. See, if you want to, if you want to start to step out in faith, you got to find out who God is. You're going to say, "Today, how do I be more like you?" God, let me think about this. How do I become more like you? And He'll begin to whisper something in your ear. And he says, "Okay, now step out and do it." Now, I could have said, "You know what? Um, you, you, I feel like God's saying you feel stuck, and you." This, and she's like, "You're off, man." That could be a reality. But I just believe that if I step out in faith, God's not going to look at me and say, you know what, you are a failure, you missed it today. He's going to say, no, that, that boy's stepping out in faith. I'm going to give him a bigger project. How many of you want to begin to step out in faith? God wants you to begin to see who he is. One day I, I saw how Jesus, he washed feet, and, and I realized that, that ministry can be messy and God began to speak to me. He said, Evan, Evan, if you want to reach people, you got to be willing to be messy. You got to get messy. And on the, you know, I said, God, I'm willing to clean up a mess. You know, on the way home, that my neighbor, the dog got in their garbage. It was messy. I was like, God, you're not speaking to me about that. I don't feel like cleaning it up. She got the rake. She got it. She got to go in dirty diapers and stuff like that. It is not, this is not what I need today. And God said, no, no, no. No, you want to be like me? Go pick up that garbage. God might ask you to pick up some garbage. But guess what? A miracle took place that I could not do. This person got set free and delivered from all kinds of stuff. They came to church. Well, not because I had some kind of eloquent uh, revelation. I picked up garbage because God told me to do it. What is God telling you to do? If you're not operating in faith, then what are you doing? See, you might have these big dreams and these big visions. 
But when you're not following God daily, see, God said, if you begin to do it daily, I'm going to give you success and prosperity. What has God been telling you to do? I believe tomorrow we're going to wake up in the morning, we're going to find God, we're going to say, God, you're amazing, now how do I become like you? And you're going to begin to hear a whisper and say, you know what, you need to reach out to somebody. God, you know, man, what would it be like? This is where it's at. This is the life of faith. This is jumping off the high diving board. Get the floaties off. Get the floaties off and jump off the high diving board. There's more life. There's more life than just waking up and going to church and trying to keep it together. There's more life than that. Life is stepping out in faith, saying, I got to find you, God, because I can't get to point A to point B unless I find you and you speak to me and I begin to obey daily. 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 Not once in a blue moon. Daily. I remember I was in a financial bind. We were going through certain things. I said, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. But God spoke to me, and it was something completely off the wall. So I want you to reach out to somebody in the community. I want you to go to the chamber meeting. I was like, chamber meeting, please, Jesus. I don't feel like doing that. It's awkward. And so I go to the chamber meeting, and, and, and it's good. But people are drinking, and it's just kind of whatever. And I'm there. I'm thinking, all right, God, what am I doing there? And this lady comes up to me and says, you know what? Uh, this, this, this property over here can, can uh, I think I got somebody that, 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 that needs to, to be in that property. I was like, okay, I've heard that 5,000 times. And the Holy Spirit said, no, I brought you here for a reason. You know, it was in a place where the church needed that. We didn't know how to get it. We tried to do all of our, uh, the own, our own thoughts and our own methods. How many of you know that God will bring you to a place that everything that you try to conjure up when do, it will fall to the ground and he's saying, follow me daily. Trust me. I'm your father. And it wasn't a week after that that a deal was done. Now, I played just a small part. That's what's great about the body of Christ because God talked to other people about the other parts of that deal and people started getting together, listening to God daily, and a deal got done that couldn't have gotten done by ourselves. God began to provide for the church. Why? Because God is saying, quit trying to figure it all out on your own and begin to follow me. Quit trying to do everything that you feel like you need to do and begin to listen to me and start to live this life of faith. I believe you'll come into a place where you're able to do what you never dreamed about doing. The desires that you want, he begins to place them in your heart and you begin to step out. He begins to put super on your natural. Come on, we're not supposed to live life in a mediocre, boring life. We're supposed to live life full of faith, full of fire, burning, running after him. When you find yourself in a place and you're off track, begin to ask yourself, am I seeking them? Maybe you found yourself in a place where you're dealing with things that you didn't know that you even had a trouble with. And God's saying, I want to begin to give you uh, eyes to see. Quit waiting. Quit waiting. Dig in and find out who he is and begin to step out. Are y'all okay today? I'm going to close with this. I'm seven minutes over. But saints don't start till 3.45. How many of you want to step out every single day? He said, I am the manna. I am the bread. Every single day, deny yourself. Pick up your cross. Follow me. Come on, if you want that today, just stand up right where you are. Tomorrow's not going to be a regular day. Tomorrow's going to be day, a day we seek after God with our whole heart. And every single day we're going to be listening and following the Holy Spirit. I believe there's somebody here right now that feels like you can't do it. It's a lie from the enemy. 
It's a lie. You say, well, that's hard. That's crazy. That's really big. That's out there. It's a lie. No, you, you have thoughts all the time. And God wants you to begin to get those thoughts that line up with his word and begin to step out and watch him do amazing, awesome things. Today, if you're here and you don't have a relationship with God, you're like, man, I'm so far from that. I, I, just, need, I, I just need him. I'm not living right. Today is your day for salvation. Today is a day that you come to him because he's looking for you. Right now, God is looking for you. He's concerned about you. And he's saying, come to me. And if you say today, I need a relationship with God, but I'm far off from him, I want to say a prayer with you today. If everybody can bow their heads and close their eyes. If you say, I need to ask Jesus in my heart. If we can all say this prayer together, say it with me. Say, Jesus, I repent of my sin. I don't want to live this life alone. I want to walk it with you. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you died for my sins. And that you were buried and that you rose from the grave. I put all my trust in you. Save me from myself. Become the Lord of my life. I want to follow you every day of my life. With nobody looking around, can you just lift your hand? Nobody looking around. Can you say that prayer? Can you I just I see your hand? I see your hand. I see your hand in the back. I see your hand, sir. Come on, just lift your hand. I see your hands. I just want to pray for you. Lord, I thank you for every person that lifted their hand today. Lord, I pray today that you give them the grace to walk with you every single day. Lord, that you create in them a clean heart. Lord, give them a loyal spirit and let them follow after you. Now, if you say, you know what, today, listen, if you, if, if you raise your hand today, I would love to meet with you in the back. I'm going to be in the back. I just want to shake your hands. I want to pray for you. But if you, you're here today and say, you know what, to be honest with you, I need to live this life of faith. I need to have a fire-filled faith. I just want you to lift your hands. If you say, I need to follow Jesus every single day. I've been lacking. I've been trying. I've been trying to do it on my own. It's failing. It's not working. Come on, lift your hands. If you say, I want to live a, a, a daily faith walk. I want you to draw a line in the sand today. And I want you to do something. I want you to do something. If you say, you know what, it doesn't matter where you're, you're, you're standing but just for your faith, doesn't matter where you, you are, I just want you to take one step forward right where you are. This, rec this represents, come on, right where you are, one step forward. This represents you stepping over the line. You're going from logic to faith. You're going from mediocre to great. Lord, we pray today, come on, lift your hands, Lord. We pray today that you break all logic, you break all doubt, you break all fear, you break all intimidation, you break it all, Lord, by the blood of Jesus. And I pray today that you give them a wisdom of revelation that they might know you, that they might see you, that they'll understand you, and that they step into their divine destiny. Come on, quit trying to figure it out on your own. Come on, if you say today, I give it to you. I follow you every day. I believe that you'll give me from point A to point B. I need to go back to Jerusalem. I need to go back to the will of God. I need to go back to following you. Just lift your hands. Lord, I thank you that today we're going to follow after you. 
with all of our hearts, seek you and find you. I thank you that today you're giving us courage and you're giving us faith. Come on, put your hand on the shoulder next to you. And just pray this with me. Say, God, give them courage, give them strength to obey you in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, if you believe that, give God a hand today. If you believe that, give God a shout. Lord, we thank you. Lead us this week in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, we're going we're gonna to shout loud for the saints in a little bit. I believe we're going to win. Give your neighbor a hug. And I'll see you this week. Love you guys.